Welcome to Management Matters, an award-winning National Academy of Public Administration podcast where policy meets practice. I'm Brenna Isman, Director of Academy Studies, and I'm thrilled to be joining Academy Fellow Randy Lyon, who was a member of our study panel for engagement with the National Science Foundation to explore the successful establishment of NSF's Directorate for Technology, Innovation, and Partnerships, also known as TIP. That panel also included fellows Barry Bozeman, Nick Hart, Teresa Pardo, and Janet Weiss. We're also joined by Deputy Project Director Mark Hurtko, who co-led the study team that conducted the research and analysis for this important congressionally directed work. Before we get started, a little bit about both Randy and Mark. Randy's career has been marked by a series of impactful roles in public administration and finance. As a senior advisor with the U.S. Small Business Administration's Office of the Administrator in 2021 and 2022, He helped SBA improve its fraud risk management framework for the agency's large pandemic relief loan programs for small businesses. Randy also helped establish the First Responder Network Authority, serving as FirstNet CFO, and he was chief of the commerce branch within OMB, responsible for budgetary management and policy matters involving the Department of Commerce, SBA, Federal Communications Commission, and several smaller agencies. And of course, I left the best for last. Randy also served as the Academy CFO and Director of Development, helping to get so many studies like this one under contract. Mark has worked on multiple projects at the Academy at the intersection of science and public administration for clients such as the Department of Energy, uh, multiple offices within the Environmental Protection Agency, and Department of the Interior. He has been instrumental in developing comprehensive research agendas and evaluative frameworks to support agencies with transformational change and performance improvement initiatives. Prior to rejoining the Academy in 2021, Mark was a science teacher working with middle and high school age students. Mark holds a BA from the Monmouth College in biology, an MA in environmental science from the University of Illinois at Springfield, and a master's in education from Pace University. Thank you both for being here today. Really excited to talk about this report that was just released earlier this week. Randy, I was hoping that you could share with our listeners how the Academy became engaged with NSF on this study. Sure, and uh, thanks, Brenna. It's great to be here today, both you and Mark, to talk about this study. In terms of answering that, I, I guess there are kind of two, two portions to it. One is the, the request for the Academy to do this study was written into the Chips and Science Act as part of the law setting up this new directorate, Technology, Innovation, and Partnerships, directorate of NSF. And underlying that, doing this type of work is really central to what the Academy does. Uh, We have an extensive background in organizational assessment, looking at both management structures, organizational design, personnel policies, budgets, kind of the whole range of things that go uh, that are associated with setting up a new entity. And also as part of that, we have a lot of strength in the area of technology, programs, and policy. We have several fellows who are very active in those areas. And the Academy has done a lot of work in that, too. Just as one example, we fairly recently finished a study with the Department of Energy on the partnerships that they work on in the technology area. Thanks, Randy. And and I do think something that we've been talking a lot about, that intersection of science and governance and the role that the Academy has been able to play in a, a lot of these studies has been really exciting. I wonder if I could turn to you, Mark, talk a little bit about how the study team and panel work to answer some of the questions that were posed in the legislation and how this work was organized. Absolutely. Thank you, Brenna. I'll start with a little bit of background and then go into how we organized to complete the work. In March uh, 2022, prior to the enactment of the Chips and Science Act, 
NSF established the TIP Directorate, the first new NSF Directorate in over 30 years. Building on the mission of NSF, the TIP Directorate seeks to, quote, advance use-inspired and translational research, powering innovative technologies, addressing the foremost challenges of our time, like climate change and critical and resilient infrastructure, and nurturing an equitable workforce for future high-wage quality jobs, end quote. TIP was created to focus on challenges and opportunities across the entire science and engineering enterprise and to strengthen the scale and critical research that will drive future technologies and solutions. The way we came about the study is the CHIPS Act directed the NSF director to contract with the National Academy of Public Administration, the Academy, to evaluate and make recommendations to efficiently and effectively implement the Directorate for Technology Innovation and Partnerships, or TIP, and to evaluate and make recommendations to ensure coordination of TIP with the other directorates and offices of the foundation and other federal agencies. In particular, there were four areas that we were to look at. The first was to determine if there were gaps in institutional practices, policy, or structures related to the implementation of the new directorate that would affect its performance of its mission and mission support functions. The second was whether there were adequate resources to support the directorate in its mission delivery. The third was to identify opportunities for eliminating areas of unnecessary duplication, reducing waste, and improving efficiency. And finally, we were asked to review the current plans for ensuring collaboration of the new TIP directorate with the other NSF directorates and offices, as well as other federal agencies. So I'll take a minute now to talk a little bit about how we organized within the Academy between the panel and the study team in order to answer these questions. As Brenna said in the opening of the podcast, the Academy assembled a five-member panel of Academy fellows to direct and oversee the study and a study team to conduct the research. The panel includes experts who have extensive expertise and experience in the areas of program implementation and evaluation, innovation studies, change management, and federal government research and development funding programs. The expert panel was supported by a study team. The study team engaged in both primary and secondary research that included an extensive review of relevant documents and reports, including documents relating to NSF and TIPS mission and history, budgets, staffing, strategic planning, and performance plans. The study team also conducted approximately 60 semi-structured interviews with TIPS senior leaders and staff, senior NSF officials, congressional staff, officials from other federal agencies, and other stakeholders and experts in the field. If our listeners are interested more on the breadth and depth of individuals interviewed, see Appendix B of the report. Based on this research, the study team developed draft findings and recommendations for consideration and, and revision by the panel. Additionally, these drafts were presented to TIP officials throughout the project to discuss their responses, obtain additional elaboration and context, and develop a more thorough understanding of the key issues, opportunities, and challenges. Ultimately, the study team drafts the final report with the findings and recommendations that is approved by the panel. The final report is submitted to the foundation and the report's made publicly available at napawash.org. Brenna, I'll pass it back to you. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate a little bit of overview for our listeners about how we do our work and the important relationship with the panel of fellows and the study team. And 
the relationship with the client, in this case, uh, NSF. Randy, I would love it if you could help us and uh, let us know what your thoughts are around this new organization in NSF. What would be helpful for our listener to know about TIP as it is currently? So first, it's a new entity. And so with that comes a, a series of challenges with starting up. These include getting staff aboard and determining funding. And they also include developing or adapting processes and organizations so that they work effectively. Some elements, for example, within TIP were moved from elsewhere within NSF. So, for example, the Small Business Innovation Research Program, or SBIR, or the Small Business Technology Transfer Program, TTR, were already existing in NSF, and now they're being moved into TIP because the thought is that the, the TIP's interface with private sector and the, the economy will be useful for those, those types of activities. Also, NSF had capabilities in terms of developing partnerships with other entities and, and that developing memoranda of understanding and processes that they work with other entities. But those types of activities eventually are going to be consolidated within TIP because they are so central to what TIP does. In some cases, there are also brand new programs, and those will require development. But even programs that existed beforehand will require some work in order to best address TIP's goals. And, and in particular, considerable effort is going into improving the breadth of outreach, and that can be geographic outreach and also reaching out to groups and expanding opportunity to groups and entities that in the past have not had high representation with NSF programs. There are also issues with getting the funding right and getting staff on board. And staffing is a particularly interesting issue. NSF has a somewhat unique model in that they rely historically a lot on staff that rotate in or are on detail, so-called interagency personnel agreements, that gives NSF people who are on top of the cutting-edge developments in scientific fields. And that can be useful for much of what goes on in TIP as well. But TIP has some other challenges, and that is the programs that it works on require sustained engagement in, in many cases from NSF. And frankly, that could be tricky if you have people rotating in and out of managerial roles for those programs. So that'll be an interesting effort as NSF brings aboard people with the right skills in terms of developing partnerships and finds people that are able to do that in a sustained way as these partners evolve. And finally, There are also other federal agencies work in areas that are similar to TIP, and it'll be important for both NSF and TIP, as well as oversight entities like OMB and OSCP and the congressional committees, to work to see that that TIP's programs uh, augment and complement those other activities, and that we are able to avoid duplication and overlap where where that's uh, not really the best approach. So it sounds like TIP has a lot of the typical challenges of a new startup, and then you can sort of sprinkle in some of the challenges of existing organizations as you're bringing these these together. And then thinking about both the permanent and rotating staff, again, a lot of different elements to try and respond to. I think they have their plate full. Mark, I'd love to talk in a few minutes about the recommendations themselves. They are fairly brief 
the findings and recommendations for this report are, are somewhat brief. But before we do that, I would love it if you could talk a little bit about the overall tone of this study, you know, sort of what the takeaways would be. Um, if you could talk about that, and then we can kind of launch into a little more detail about the recommendations themselves. As you said, the recommendations and findings are relatively brief, a little bit of sense of where we were going. The establishment of TIP has many purposes. The most significant one for me is to jumpstart investment in use-inspired and translational research to produce both economic and non-economic goods and services. The United States is the leader in funding research and development. The next step in that pathway is translating that research and development into either products or services um, or other goods. And that's where TIP is truly invested in trying to grow both the economy and the skill set. To achieve this, TIP, has, TIP leadership has done an excellent job of benchmarking and looking at models across the world. And they've taken this knowledge and they're experimenting with some new approaches at NSF. To do this, they're working collaboratively with the National Science Board, with Congress, with the NSF directorates, NSF leadership, as well as federal agencies and external stakeholders, including industry and nonprofits. TIP is a very outward facing organization. They're focused on partnerships. They're focused on efforts that intersect with the economy. So they have done an excellent job of working broadly across their stakeholders to come to solutions uh, to the challenges that they face. One thing that's important to note about this report is that it is an assessment of the conditions for successful implementation. It's not an evaluation of a mature program. Uh, so as Randy said earlier, they are standing up this program. It is still less than two years old. They've done an outstanding job of moving it forward, but there's still work to do in getting this organization past startup and into a mature uh, structure and administration. They're on the right track, it sounds like, and it, it feels like there's a lot of opportunity here as they move forward. And as we talk a little bit more about the recommendations, I think the, the listeners and hopefully the eventual readers of the report, if they haven't already, will see where there's some unique opportunities for this unique new organization to move forward. So, Randy, I'd love to turn the mic back over to you to give an overview of the recommendations. And it would be great to hear from Mark some examples of what the study team observed that kind of guided the panel's development of these recommendations along the way. So the report had five major recommendations. The first one was that TIP should strengthen its strategic management process. What that means is uh, this includes setting the directorate's goals, their strategies for attaining their, those goals, and the performance metrics that it uses to assess whether it's on track. It also includes setting out timelines as some goals can be achieved relatively quickly, while others, particularly where they're more ambitious, uh, may take several years to, to achieve. Performance measurement is important both because it helps program leaders best achieve results, and it also provides accountability. And this is an area where the panel actually re recognized some challenges that more performance measures and better performance measures would, would be valuable to the program. One of the things, for example, is we want to make sure that we're avoiding uh, duplication and overlap with other programs. But at the same time, I, I would say the panel was very uh, cognizant that performance measurement, particularly in the science and technology area, is, is difficult because often we're looking for you know the, the best and biggest results are often very hard to predict. and it's hard to write those into performance measures ahead of time. Mark, anything you'd like to add? I agree with you, uh, Randy. Again, this is a new organization. They're not even two years old. At the time that our project closed with them, there were multiple strategic planning efforts underway. 
including the development of a technology roadmap, program logic models and metrics, creation of a value creation framework with tip level goals and metrics. All of these, the agency, the foundation was expecting to use to set future direction, identify priorities. So there was more work to be done, but they had a very strong start when it came to strategic management uh, and looking forward. Well, the, the second recommendation relates to the workforce. And, and kind of obviously, people are essential to how a, an entity like TIP work. And the panel felt that it was important that TIP uh, develop a strategic workforce planning process to ensure it has the staff with the proper skill sets for the new mission. This requires working with the HR functions within NSF and also for a TIP itself to determine what type of skill sets it needs to implement its program. Uh, absolutely. So the the nature of the work is changing for TIP. This translation space is, is new. So they're looking for staff that have skills in being able to create external partnerships, direct partnerships with Fortune 500 companies, with investment companies, with Intel, et cetera, which is a different skill set than managing a grant. At the same time, uh, TIP also has to have the skills to be able to manage the grants and the other number of awards and prizes that they provide to the public and to academic institutions for supporting their mission and goals. So one of the things that the panel uh, rightly seized upon is that if you're going into a new line of work, you need to look at the skills that you have. And they must be able to work within their organization, across the directorates within NSF. They must be able to work across government agencies to identify duplications and to leverage resources. And finally, this outward looking view, being able to work with public organizations as well as private industry uh, to get them to come in uh, and to help support this translational research. The third recommendation concerned partnerships, which are fundamental to how TIP is going to be operating. And in particular, part of the vision of TIP is that we'll have something called the Strategic Partnership Hub. And that hub is intended to consolidate a series of partnership-related activities, many of which are already existing within NSF. But this hub is going to give them critical mass, and it's going to be located within TIP because it's so central to what TIP does. So getting that hub established is important, and that's something that we've uh, urged that NSF focus on. I, I think you've summarized it really well. The hub is basically to be a central point for establishing partnerships, for training uh, not only staff within TIP, but helping the rest of the NSF directorates improve their ability to make external partnerships to promote their research. It's a very important part of the organization. It's a very small part of the org organization currently. Uh, and that's one area where the panel rightfully argued that it deserves attention and is a very important part of the structure of the overall mission of TIP. The, the fourth recommendation concerned mission support activities. While our focus was uh, largely on the organization of TIP itself, like, like this here, I would say our lens broadened a little bit in the sense that mission support support functions are often in NSF as a, proper as a whole. And those type of support operations can be very important, particularly when you're establishing a new entity like TIP. So we wanted to make sure that those mission support activities. These would be things like HR, financial management, IT. Um, but th those types of activities have the support that they need because position descriptions need to be developed. People need to be brought on board into TIP. And so uh, you don't want the mission support uh, activities to be a barrier to achieving those 
Absolutely. We saw that the TIP leaders were working hand-in-hand with NSF mission support to expedite the integration of TIP as issues arise. TIP is a brand new organization. It represents changes in the nature of work as well as the workload overall at NSF. So the creation of TIP cascades into the mission support of the overall agency of the foundation. It is important that both NSF leadership as well as TIP leadership as well as the leadership of the directorates work together to make sure that that integration is smooth and that all parties are well supported. And then the the fifth recommendation concerned collaboration and the the value of promoting collaboration, both institutionally and personally within the way TIP operates. And here I'd say we had, the panel had some of its most interesting discussions. And I think particularly Teresa Pardo, who has a lot of uh, background in research programs, uh, made some really excellent points. And that is that collaboration is much deeper than simple coordination. And it requires institutional structures and, and personal commitments that go beyond simple coordination. Uh, we need to provide incentives so that people can work on programs that are headquartered in other areas, maybe even in other entities, and maybe even outside the federal government. And ensuring that performance plans and institutional reward structures are set up to support that is, is really a, a challenging thing. Um, matrix management as a whole is a very different a very difficult approach. And so doing this type of uh, promoting collaboration within NSF and within TIP with its partners is going to be a challenge. It's a challenge that can be addressed, but one that will require some focus on the part of, of leaders. For NSF to implement this expanded mission that TIP has, it's going to require active collaboration among TIP and the other NSF directorates, including the basic research directorates and especially the EDU directorate which funds cross-cutting activities, including workforce development. As we found in the study, collaboration cannot be compelled. TIP doesn't have line authority over the directorate staff uh, to do so in any case. So we saw that TIP is doing the best it can to offer compelling rationales for collaboration. There's a substantial enthusiasm among the other directorates to participate in the enhanced mission based on the perceived opportunities to translate research results into impact. However, Enthusiasm cannot be relied on over the longer term. Financial investments to support substantive collaborative efforts are ultimately going to require trade-offs in terms of both staff time uh, and funding to the organizations involved. I think it's been really interesting to hear some of the the themes and the recommendations and thinking about, I know it, it has me thinking more closely about the difference between coordination and collaboration and the importance of serving the mission and making sure that these folks have the right pieces in place to be able to do this important work. So I thank you guys for that conversation. As we're winding down, I'm looking at the clock, but I wanted to um, ask you, Randy, if you had any other concluding thoughts, anything that we didn't cover that you want to mention before we pull this all together. Sure. Thanks, Brenna. So one thing I that I'd, I'd like to stress is that the, the panel was uh, really impressed by NSF's enthusiasm for this new activity. And that certainly came through in our meeting with uh, NSF's director, Dr. Pinfanathan. And at the same time, we also have, have seen that, that the activity has some challenges that are associated with, with starting up. So there is work still to be done. And turn back to our own you know, particular project, the panel members really appreciate the, the work of the study team, which uh, worked very effectively 
Uh, it was great working with uh, John Tucker and Mark, and you know there were ex- there was excellent support by the entire team. So it was a, a good experience. We also really appreciate the outside experts and the NSF uh, staff and officials who uh, contributed to the report with their, uh, in- through interviews and and other types of interviews. Agreed, for sure. Thank you again, Randy and Mark. I really appreciate all that you do for the Academy, to support the Academy, and to help us to deliver important and impactful reports. Of course, thank you for speaking with me today. And for more information about this and other Academy studies, please visit www.napawash.org. For our listeners, check back every Monday for a new podcast from the Academy as we work to support a just, fair, and inclusive government that strengthens communities and protects democracy. And as always, thank you for listening.